Hello, everyone, and welcome to another quarantine edition episode of Star Spangled Eurovision. My name is Max, and I'm here with my lovely co-hosts, Alex and Bart. Hello, world! Hello, everyone! And you guys are in for a wonderful episode today. We will be going over four more songs from the 2020 Eurovision cohort. And today, we will be going over Ireland, Denmark, Sweden, and Finland. Very exciting. Lots of good. Lots of bad. I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, before we start, I uh, just want to mention again that we are resurrecting the Star Spangled Jury, uh, and you have until May 9th to send us your top 10 if you want to be part of it. So just DM us on Twitter at SSE underscore pod, or you can send us an email at starspangledeurovision at gmail.com with your top 10 if you are so inclined. So we hope you'll be part of it, and thank you to everyone who has already uh, agreed to participate. We're really excited to see what you guys put as your top 10. Maybe today's four songs will be on there. Let's see. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, first up. Uh, pretty good Eurovision day, so we, we should have some of those people getting some points. I fully agree. So let's let's dive right in then, and let's start with Ireland. So Ireland internally selected Leslie Roy with her song Story of My Life. There was a lot of hype around this one. Uh, saying it was like the best Irish entry in a while, super super gay apparently. Uh, so let's see let's see if it lived up to the hype. <laughs> super gay. That was that was the thing. That's the <laughs> thing people said. Anyway, let's 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 see. song from like 2010 <laughs> no so i like okay when i first heard this i was like i was very not into it i don't like the video very much at all but also just like it's it's very obviously like a 20 like 10 11 pop song like like not even like a throwback but just like it was clearly written in 2010 and released 10 years later but this has come like this has come on in the car a few times while I was listening to it, and I was jamming the fuck out. Mostly because like that's like that era where I like started really getting into like pop music and just like the end of high school, early college, so like just like really fun years of my life. So just like the nostalgia, the pure nostalgia is is getting to me, and it's it's giving me much more love for this song than I think I ever should have otherwise. But I'm I'm kind of into it. I'm not gonna lie. That's okay. I like disagree. <laughs> but <laughs> no surprise. I mean, I was saying I disagree. I feel like 
I describe this song as like a Frankenstein's monster of Katy Perry, Megan Trainer, and One Direction, but somehow like without the charm of any of them individually. <laughs> like I just didn't even know there was such an aesthetic of like that very particular point of time until I saw this music video and I was like, oh, like this is not a thing anymore. <laughs> like <laughs> like you don't get to just like put like quirky people on different colored backgrounds in a music video and like consider yourself progressive <laughs> like, <laughs> we've been through some shit since then um i mean i'm sure i'll end up listening to this song and like vaguely liking it once eurovision actually comes around but yeah i don't i really can't commend it much in terms of like songwriting <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i I don't know if I have anything to add that you guys haven't already said. I was like, oh, okay. There's a beat here. I feel I feel like I heard this song in like the early 2000s. I feel like it just shows my own maturity that I'm not into it now. <laughs> like, okay, I'm out of this phase. Like, I don't, I get that that's people's, the story of some people's lives, but I'm like, okay, it's overdone. Like, I've heard it. Move on. Okay. Says the girl who was just like, I love Uku Subiste and his 90s boy band look. <laughs> Touche. <Okay. laughs> Touche. You got me. <laughs> You're just older than I am. And this was like my my time. Okay. I'm a complicated person, guys. I'm a complicated person. And I said I love boy bands, not girl bands, so maybe that's the issue. But also I feel like she didn't represent like a girl band. Like it was definitely a solo artist. It's super it is super like two thousand like late two thousands, early two thousand tens, like solo diva pop banger that like I studied abroad too. Like Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hundred percent that. So just like nothing but good memories on my end of just like that type of music. So I can't not like it. But I so Leslie Roy is confirmed to come back next year, I believe. Um Yeah, I so, want to see something else. Yeah, I I hope she updates her her song a little bit, but I'm kinda glad that this is like out there. You know what? She just dance and I respect her for that. Any other thoughts on Ireland? I'm ready to move past 2012. <laughs> Is this the best Irish entry in a decade? Uh, oh, like last year's bombed. Yeah, they they've been they haven't been great. Yeah, I I liked Ryan O'Shaughnessy, but other than that, like Ireland has not been my favorite country in the last few years. So like this is this is like a pretty good Irish entry. Not gonna lie. I mean, we've come a long way from Jedward, but like, it's like definitely the point. best century since lipstick. That's for sure. <laughs> like, I'm accepting it into my life, but I, I'm not. I'm never gonna listen to that song again. On to the real stuff. <laughs> you want to introduce this one since it's uh, your home country? No, I just want you to give. It, I just want you to do it justice. All right. No more well, special than the rest of them. <laughs> And with no special favors, next up, we're going to be looking at Denmark, who chose Ben and Tan to represent them with their song, Yes. So let's, let's check it out. I was six feet under for the one and only. Spent the night feeling bitter, sad and lonely. Didn't realize how much big control me. 
Till you came and love me like I'm holy And now I'm ready to give my one more chance team i am actually pretty proud of you because you know the numbers that Bilutikan played this year were like yeah like there were a couple of good ones this one was clearly one of the top and i'm proud of them it's a good song i mean without a bias like i don't think i would have like put it in my top at all but it is a solid effort given the performances we've seen so far so before Bart completely shreds on my homeland, <laughs> Max. <laughs> Say something nice. <laughs> so I, yeah, I actually really like this too. Like, of the like the two kind of like stoppy folksy songs we had this year, this is my favorite. And it's it's like it's cute, it's happy. Like it's it's not like it's not like my favorite song this year, but I just it it's joyful and it's fun to sing along to and. I don't really have anything bad to say about it, and so I don't know. Good job, Denmark. This is this is probably one of the entries I prefer from this particular country uh, from this decade. Yeah, I will try to contain myself because, like, I swear I don't just not like the Danish entries because of Alex. Like, it's not that. But even just watching. Melody Grand Prix, like the production, which is very sad watching the video with no people, but just like the production value is so good. And I just feel like they could do so much better. I just, and I just like, for me, I think like, I think I just realized, I just feel like Denmark keeps sending these like kind of corny, cheesy, cutesy songs. I just feel like they could send something proper. Like they had like the Disney Vikings. They had like last year's like, scary like animatronic Disney love is forever song and then this, and is like, this is like a parody of a movie that should have like Zoe Deschanel in it and this is like the last <laughs> song this is the last scene of the movie like <laughs> I, look at my face fine. look at my face Bart <laughs> like it is fine and it is like a fine song but I just feel like it's kind of treading on old ground like it's too, it's just like too cutesy. And if you can like, I don't know what it is in the Danish psyche, Alex, like, please explain to me what in the national consciousness, like, keeps making Denmark send these songs that I don't like because <laughs> I find them annoying. I'm like all for understanding and cultural exchange. See, this is why yeah. I'm going to invite you back home, okay? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> the one year you appreciate our Eurovision entry, I'll invite you back to Copenhagen. I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's a good, I don't know. I mean, this is very in the vein of like Danish pop. Like it's a, it's a mood. And I think that you may not feel the mood of it as much as like Max and I do, 
But that's why I'm sending you sarcastic clapping emoji. <laughs> I, I respect, like, I respect, I'm sure, I mean, I just feel like, again, like, I feel like the production value and stuff of it is high, and like, compared to a lot of other songs, like, it is well-written. It's just still a well-written song that I don't like. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I feel like, especially when it comes to, like, pop songs that are intended for, like, international audiences, like, Denmark is, like, a couple of off shades from the the type of music that like Sweden produces and that we really don't bring that to the table specifically when it comes to pop. And we never really have other than Aqua, right? Which in itself is like a parody band. So I think that that is a lot of it. Um, had this been, had they chosen like a different vein or a different character of music, we probably would have done a little bit better. Like we tend to win more like folksy, I guess, like uh Olsen was more of a folksy genre that people really um, bit into. But yeah, I mean, Danish pop just doesn't make it <laughs> super strong. Like when we qualify, it's kind of a big deal. Like, uh, what was the the last time we didn't qualify was Soldiers of Love, right? Which, in a similar <laughs> vein, was also just... It was pretty rough. I yeah. feel like one day I will watch well, Melody Grand Prix with you, though, and there's going to be, like... There's going to be, like, a song that I'm like, this song fucking slaps. I feel like the Danish public's going to be like, that shit sucks. Like, we should never yeah. send that. And I'll be like, no! Like, that's what you need <laughs> for international audiences. <laughs> If you, like, listen to the radio in Denmark now, like, a lot of songs don't necessarily, like, of the, like, obviously new music makes it to Denmark, but it's fused with, like, a lot of older stuff because Dane just, like, cannot let go of, like, the early 2000s era, like, that feel. So, like, that music is always going to be in the radio so I always feel like when I go back home, I'm like, oh, nothing has changed. <laughs> Apart from, like, Cardi B is sprinkled in with, like, <laughs> this super old song. Like, um, they still listen unsarcastically to, like, share in the radio, like, I believe in, like, all those songs. So you're like, okay, you like the sugary pop, like, you're going to get that in your on your Eurovision taste buds too, because that's just kind of what we like. We're happy people. We want happy music. I'm glad we know where your pension for nineties boy bands nostalgia comes from. Probably we can do this deep dive on like why Denmark is the way it is. (laughs) (laughs) Important cultural insight here that you're not gonna get on any other podcast, you guys. On that note, let's move on to Denmark's neighbors to the north, northeast, northeast, and check out what Sweden is sending this year, aka the Mamas and my girl Ashley from DC, who left her job last year <laughs> to go compete at Eurovision and living my dream. And um, I'm just really happy the Mamas won Melody Festival. But let's listen to their song and see what. See what we really think. Do we even need to watch it? We already know how you really feel. I want to watch it. I've seen this, watched this many times. You can never watch it too many times. When highs turn low, I'll guide you home. That's right. Damn right. Even when the 
so obviously I love this so much. <laughs> it's just, there's so much joy in it. I feel like it kind of like I feel about Israel also just like, it's just everyone's so happy and they're so into it and there's just like radiating joy and it's just like a fun, good song. Like, and maybe also cause we're American that it like, it has that like gospel vibe to it that like, is just really, I don't know, almost uniquely American. So like, you know, you got that like sense of pride too. I don't know. It's just like, there's so much here that works and the, like the voices are great. The choreography is good. It's just, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm really glad they won. Yeah, I mean, obviously Melody Festival is just like such a whole thing now. I'm really happy they won. I mean, I think if almost any other act had been like returning from a previous year, because obviously they weren't the lead singers last year, but they were the backup singers for Yamlan Vic, um, Too Too Late for Love. I mean, I just don't know how you can't watch them perform and not just like love them and connect with them. Like they're so effervescent, they're so happy, like it's so buoyant. It's just like makes it's a joy to watch. I mean, with that said, I feel like I like Too Late for Love a little bit more. And therefore, like, watching this, I'm kind of like, okay, I do think that, honestly, having watched some of the songs of Melody Festival in, I think that they are better than Daughter Bulletproof, like, come at us, Daughter stands. Like, <laughs> her staging was great, but her song was really unimpressive. Like, this song is way better. I'm really happy. I'm really, really happy that this won. I think it would have done well. I don't think it would have won because Sweden obviously has way higher standards than any other country in the contest at this point. Um... But yeah, I just don't think I can love it as much because it is very similar to last year's. And also there is some gospel pop coming in later weeks that really stole my heart um, after this came out. Um, so I'll just leave that teaser there. Uh, yeah, okay. So I like this song. Um, fair, it might be better than... I'm not going to say it. You guys know what, I'm, what I was going to say. I don't have to put it out there. I don't have to... Put that mojo out there. It's a good song, okay? It's great. You guys pulled it off. Good job, Sweden. As always, high caliber. What a surprise. Like, what a surprise. Can you just, like, come up with with something really bad for once where we're like, what? Like, I just always like Sweden. Like, you're always going to be up there. You're always going to be getting high points from me. This was great. I mean, you guys have kind of hit the nail on the head. Like, I love the gospel. I love the fact that they brought back the mamas. I thought that the song and the symbolism, although it was, like, very American and not Nordic at all. Like, we wouldn't be that (laughs) um, descriptive about moving mountains unless you were actually able to move a mountain. Um, But, yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, I take your point, Bart, that, like, uh, Too Late for Love was kind of a more dynamic song. Like there was a bit more going on there. So I think on, from a songwriting perspective, it, it did have the sort of leg up on on move. But there, I I don't I think uh, the Mamas would have done actually better at the actual contest than uh, Young Limbic would have because I don't know. There's something about them that is even more likable and brings sort of more joy. And I think they would have. I don't think they would have won the contest, but I think they would have maybe made it into, like, the top three. See, I always say that, though, and then I always just wonder how much the gospel pop, like, translates to European audiences. So I feel like with Caesar Sampson and Jan Lundvik, and, like, time and time again, like, 
this is the shit that like we love because it does feel very like it feels much more like ready made for the American pop scene because so many Swedish songwriters write for that scene and makes sense that Sweden appreciates it. But I feel like every year we see like it wins the jury vote or does very, very well with the juries and then like just doesn't do as well with like the European voting populace. So I yeah. do want to like check that bias on us a little bit. I think you can clearly tell that a lot of the music that we listen to here in the United States was produced by <laughs> Sweden and it kind of is feeding into that. And maybe where that misses is that they should be feeding into Europe and not necessarily what we want in the United States. And they don't really know how to reconcile those two things. Yeah, I do agree. And this is definitely jury bait and, but you're right. It may not sit as well with the European public, but I still think there's just like, I don't know, there's a lot of just good vibes coming from it that I think would have done well. Like it wouldn't, they would have just gotten like 79 points from the televote, like Olympic <laughs> last year. Like I feel like they would have done like a little better. I don't know. That's just, that's just my opinion. But you have to um, win that band-aid off again, me Max. back to that place, Max. <laughs> that bad moment in that Estonian club we were at. <laughs> Honestly, I thought I was going to cry. I I was really upset. <laughs> Better than uh, Benji and Grosso's 20 points or uh, zero points from the teller? I can't remember. It was more. It was low. That was funny, though. That was really <laughs> yeah. Funny. Anyway, I feel like the mamas would have done better than both of those. But point taken. Yeah, maybe it wouldn't have done as well with the sort of European public. But I'm so glad they won. I'm so glad this is in the canon. I'm really sad that they don't get to go to Eurovision. Um, at least this early, um, you know, they're not guaranteed a spot next year. I don't know if they're going to enter a Melody Festival again. I hope they do. I hope they bring, you know, bring another great song. But um, I'm glad this is in sort of the Eurovision canon still that they really deserve to go. I almost hope they like wait a few years and try again like three or four years from now. So I just feel like if they win for like a third time, it would just be kind of like, okay. But... <laughs> Fair enough. It's like, okay, we get it. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our last song. One more country over to the east, Finland, who is sending Axel with his song Looking Back. Let's take a listen. All these memories make me feel at home When I walk these streets, I'm the only one I know We were young and naive, didn't know what we need We were in such a rush to grow up Now it's too late to save all the seasons I've changed Didn't know what was in front of us fine it's pretty boring chicholina was way better in many different ways um not to like always rehash national final battles 
But yeah, people have been very upset with this song. One, because they find it boring. And like, I don't want to like, I think that there are some merits to it. I see like there definitely is like a vibe and there's like some nice moments. But overall, it's like pretty unimpressive. Yeah, now that I've sort of stepped back from the Chicholina debacle, which, you know, I'm still like a little sour that they didn't send her because it was literally the best thing I've ever seen in my whole life. But, you know, <laughs> that I stepped back from that <laughs> um, and has sort of judged the song on its own merits. Like, I don't hate it. I actually, like, it's kind of a nice song. Um, it's a little, like, it's, yeah, it's a little generic, but there's a way that this could be staged where it was, like, kind of okay, um, you know, kind of could have gotten, like, a decent middling result. Unfortunately, like, I, in the national final performance, like, his outfit and styling is atrocious. Um, the staging is fine, but I don't, I think it could be way better. So I really, I just, I don't know how it won. It's a fine song. I think if you're in a certain mood, um, you know, it's it's okay. But, eh. Okay, so a couple takeaways. One, he uh, should give up on the beard. It's weird. Just The mustache? Mustache, yeah. yeah. Just give up on it. Shouldn't be a thing. Two, um, I mean, yeah, the song was boring. And from the way that we were talking about it, we came to the final description that this song can only be enjoyed while driving home on a highway at night depressed uh, in the COVID era. Um, a good COVID realness song. <laughs> 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 Three, um, I actually like the staging a lot. I thought that the song was super boring and that, you know, obviously counted against it. But I thought that the staging and the use of um, graphics and whatnot was very interesting and creative, and I thought that it portrayed the image very beautifully, even though the song was boring. Um, yeah, so overall, yeah, this should not have won national finals, but it did. It's the reality that we're in. He doesn't get to perform it <laughs> and try to win anything, which he wasn't going to anyways. Very sad. Sing the song in a car on a highway. It'll help you. <laughs> get over not performing at Eurovision and that's my final take <laughs> I think that sums it up yeah pretty much uh, yeah um, so as Alex kind of mentioned Axel will not be performing next year um, I'm not sure if he'll be uh, he's guaranteed a spot or anything at UMK uh, next year but um, it's not guaranteed that he'll be able to go again which, you know, sucks for Axel, but I'm not really that mad that this particular song doesn't get to compete. I don't think it would have made it out of a semi. Finland, yeah, yeah could have. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, Chicholina wouldn't have gone to Eurovision anyway, it turns out. Can we use that nugget later? <laughs> yeah, too bad that can't compete again and come next year. But someone needs to copy that performance because I, I need more dancing bears and fire and hot pink jumpsuits in my life. Yeah, and uh, a staff with a glowing heart on the top of it. <laughs> so like good. Finish Lady Gaga. <laughs> Disco stick era. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening again to another episode. Uh, we have another one coming for you next week. Uh, so we'll see you then. Meanwhile, you can follow us on social media, uh, on Twitter at SSE underscore pod, on Instagram at Star Spangled Eurovision, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Star Spangled Eurovision. 
you can email us, send us your thoughts, tell us what you think of our takes at uh, starspangledeurovision at gmail.com. Again, if you would like to be part of our Star Spangled Jury, you have until May 9th to send us your top 10 on Twitter or by email. We are really looking forward to seeing what you guys put in your top 10. And so we'll see you. We'll see you again next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye, everyone.